CougarFan.com Rise It Shot Podcast, episode 427. Get all of your BYU sports news at CougarFan.com. Matt, you know what's funny? I. Oh, by the way, how are you doing before I jump into this? Uh, I'm doing fine, I guess. Great. Kind of a weird intro. Yeah. How, well, are, how am I doing? How are you doing? You do you holding up okay there? Yeah, yeah I'm doing, doing all okay, right. buddy. Doing all right. I'm actually flying solo up, this Art. weekend. Um Kathleen's gone for the weekend and so I am um, You know that Wednesday is typically not the beginning of the weekend. Well, it is the beginning of well, it's not really cuz I have five kids and they got school and activities and stuff. So, but it's kind of my weekend cuz I I'm not going to work. That's, you know. Not- let the weekend begin. That's right, but uh, I got the got the kids. But uh, yeah, um, I'm doing good. Thanks for asking, buddy. Um, so today I was just cycling through randomly songs on my iTunes, right? Sure, we all and do that from time to time. Episode 196 of the podcast started playing. Oh, this is a gem, and it was amazing to listen to us. You know. 300 something episodes ago the sound quality was terrible much better now um i i you know the mic we didn't have the mics yet what right? were we even using at that point uh i was using um i was using my bose headphones some nights and a lot of times i was just using the computer's mic interesting i don't even know what i was using i don't um, know yeah, actually, I'm not sure. That's a good point because this would have been 196. Would have been what six years ago, six and a half years ago. Yeah, because it was December or November of of uh, of yeah of of 2014. So interesting. All right, interesting thing. We were just we were just kids at that point. We were kids. We were kids. And and the thing is, some of you were listeners then, and some of you weren't. Um, some of you were kids back then yeah that's true heck some of your kids right now Um, all right let's let's go I wanted to open with an email from Tim Jacobson and he had this to say last week he did this thing where he was a to d remember that yeah I do remember it he thought we would get the reference and so he has did you get the reference last time Yes, absolutely. I think he's even used that reference before. I'm pretty sure he has, but what movie is it from, Matt? It's Home Alone. Oh, okay. All right. It's got the kids listing off, like, reason A, reason 2, reason D. It's a classic line. I thought it was great. I thought it was such such an – I feel like that is such a known reference. You didn't even – I didn't have to say anything about it. It was was great – use great use yeah yeah but don't uh, don't don't be don't be fooled into thinking that that the reference went over my head well he said as movie fans i am shocked and dismayed that you missed the reference and this of course was um was it the sister and the brother buzz right i don't yeah, the remember bro- the brother with the the brother with the flat top yeah, is the one who does yeah. it. the one who's the classic. idiot right classic classic yeah. uh now i wanted to say though do you consider yourself a movie fan uh, when I, generally to, compared to the general population, yes, I consider myself a movie yeah, fan. I when I compare that. myself to you, or our younger brother Sam, or say even our nephew David, 
or or other people around me that are like real serious movie fans. Oh no, you got David Trump. Some of those cases, well, okay, well, Sam, well, but in some of those cases, people who have like studied film. Yeah, oh, like, well, I that's, can't. That's different. We're not I talking can't. about Andre and his film studying snobbiness and. Yeah, stuff. like am I like am, I'm no Andre Hutchins. Yeah, yeah, you're you're no. But I enjoy movies. You're you're no Andre Hutchins, and and David, I'm just giving a hard time because I, you know, he stopped. He he hasn't watched the MCU. He like doesn't like superhero movies, which is basically like not. I don't like modern movies because they're all superhero. That's all movies. I watch. That's really all I watch. I mean, it's all superhero movies. Anyway, we did. I actually did not get the reference at the time when I was reading it. So I think he's actually making fun of me more than you because you did. Well, now I'm gonna when I see a reference like this, I I realize I'm gonna have to comment that I got it. You call it out. You got to call it out. All right, so let's uh, move from Tim's email into the tweet bag. Tweet bag. There it is. There it is. There you go. Crack that open. Crack that open. I'm drinking a Gatorade Zero, so there is no, like, fizzy to this. Mm. Yeah, I get that. I get that. I I drink those sometimes. Not the Zero kind, of course. The kind with sugar. All right. The first one is uh, via Twitter, and, of course, you can tweet at us, at BYU underscore Riceshot. And it's from our brother, Don. Brother Don, who's been around since the dawn of time. Well, you know, we were, you're talking about people who've been here fr- from the beginning, and we don't mean from the beginning of the podcast. We're talking about since the seventh day. Yes, yes, yes. Something the eighth like day that. or whenever are, the, you know. Some people, I think, are put off by how mean we are to Don. And to those I know people, Don I, is. And to those people, <laughs> I say, shut up. All right? <laughs> go sit with Don. Yeah, go sit with Don. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, we're We're ridiculous. not being mean to Don. We're just messing around. We're messing around. We're mean to each other all the time. And I yes. almost I, hate. I almost never get mad at you about it. Uh Don Don picked on me for basically until I was an adult and then continued to do so. Yeah, well, so My gosh, he's he's been picking on me since I think I was an infant. I don't remember it. But anyway, all right. So Don's question is with with us not playing Army this week, and we'll get into that in a little bit, do you have a game or two, Matt, from this slate of college football games this um, this this weekend that you plan on watching? Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Okay. There's a couple of games here All that, right. Fire that are away. really interesting. So the one that I think screams out that everybody should be thinking about here is the Miami-Louisville game. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's that's the definitely first game the this one. Season of ranked teams. There would have been two games this weekend of two ranked teams, but... But that was not that meant to be. Not meant to be. Um, moment of silence for what about UCF UAU Army game. Georgia Tech? That one looks pretty good. I that thought Georgia Tech looked decent last week. Uh, and you're gonna barf all over this one, but Houston Baylor. No. Um, I think that Houston one Baylor. It's Houston Memphis. You hate the uh, are you sure about that? Baylor's not playing. Oh, that game got changed. Yeah, it's Houston, Memphis. Okay. You're looking at well, you're looking at old data, friend. Well, I'm just on the ESPN's. Oh, website. and the Memphis that one got that one got postponed too. No, no, no. I think that Houston replaced their Memphis game with Baylor. Where's ESPN? Where ESPN? You're the worst. Come on, can't you Houston keep track? Got postponed, you're and right. I believe that Houston replaced that game with Baylor. With Baylor game you are correct. It's easy to get. You are correct, um, so, and that game should be good. Baylor in th- is favored. I, I can't. Where's the line on that? 
by four, I right? Got, I don't know. I don't have the lines up. Baylor's favored by four on that one. Yeah, that that could be a good game. I mean, just looking at some of these lines on what could be close to, right? Things, games that are maybe not as high marquee, but could be interesting as well is, let's see. Now, Pittsburgh's a big favorite. UCF, that's a good one. Is that Appalachian State? I never know how Marshall. to say that. And Marshall? I just go with App State. App State's uh, favored by four and a half on the road there. Of course, the Citadel, I'm sure they'll give Clemson a run for the money. By the way, Clemson looked terrific last week. Does um, the Citadel, does the Citadel like even move the football against the first team? Uh, no. No. How about no. this? Does, does Clemson on their opening drive have a single play that doesn't go for at least 10 yards? Um, Yes. I'm going to say, uh, I'll say they have one play that goes for less than 10 yards in that opening drive. I will, I will take you up on that. And that's because it'll be a touchdown from the four-yard line. <laughs> okay, a <laughs> non-scoring play that goes okay. for less than 10 yards. Uh, I'm, I'm actually willing to make a bet with you on that. Okay, are we betting... Growing out hair and a throat beard? Oh my gosh, no. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm I'll bet you a cheeseburger. How's that? All right, bet you a cheeseburger. I will we'll say to, they... I watched the whole thing about Andy Reid today, so I'm going to bet you a cheeseburger. All right, Andy Reid. All right, there we go. All right, so going back to the Army thing, Zach Thornton on Twitter, that's at Coronado Zach, he said, is the Army AD right? Hashtag tweet bag. So Matt, was the Army AD right... And I think he's referencing the Army ADs either canceling the game or is postponing the game, no, or is he referencing the passive-aggressive tweet? It's the tweet. And so for those of you who've been hiding under a rock, the athletic director at West Point tweeted the following. And so you got to read this, though, like it's, like, it's a, like it's a singles ad, okay? Undefeated COVID-negative college football team from New York looking for like-minded, disciplined team for a date next Saturday. Must also be COVID negative. Twitter, do your thing. So, is he right? I mean, is he funny? Yes. That's easy. Uh, is he right? Like, I don't know. To say, now, I, I, to say that any team that has a COVID breakout is undisciplined, I feel like is a, maybe a little bit over the top. Right, um, right. Because, you know, you, you can be disciplined about this and still contract the virus. So to automatically assume, right, that some that that a school's having a problem because they were irresponsible is is really tough. Yeah. yeah now it sounds I agree. to me like in this case there are probably a couple of players who were out in social settings that they had been advised not to participate in, and that may have led to the to the breakout. But that's also difficult to know for sure. Oh, so, but yeah. am, am I offended by what he said or no, not, not at all. Like, do I think that, do I think it's super funny? Did I laugh? Did I literally LOL when I read it? Yes. Yes, I did. Because yeah. that's fun. Yeah. I, the first time I read it, I didn't get it. You know what I'm saying? I was like scrolling by fast. And the second time I read it, I did it in the voice like you just did in my head. I'm like, oh yeah, that's, that is pretty funny. Um, well, and, and I didn't. I don't know that this guy was the AD, right? So I'm like, man, this this tweet got a lot of attention. Like somebody retweeted it into my feed, and I was like, you know, because I I don't I think people know this. I don't spend a ton of time on Twitter, but um, and so I go in there and I'm like, well, who is this guy that got all all this traction? Who's this this clown? I'm like, oh, oh wow, that is a whole nother. 
that adds a whole nother yeah. level. To that. It adds a whole nother level for sure. I, I don't think he was wrong. I, I mean, if you took it literally, it's a, like you said, it could be viewed as slightly offensive um, and kind of attack at some young people. If yeah, in a certain you way about COVID jokes too, right? But yes, yeah. Uh, but I would say I was not offended, and quite frankly, we we didn't hold up our end of the bargain, and we had to drop out, right? I mean, that's uh, that that's what happened, and I'm not blaming any individuals. Like you said, I don't I don't know enough, nor do I care to play that blame game. Um, you know, because I don't I don't find it particularly um, useful to play, right? right? Um, so anyway, I thought, I thought it was kind of funny though. You know, I, I thought it was kind of funny. So, it's very well, I mean, but we added another game, a good one in, in a couple weeks, right? Yeah. And so and if we're able to get the army game rescheduled and we keep that Louisiana tech game, um, man, this schedule starts to look yeah a little better games. Yeah. And, and, and a little stronger because Louisiana tech yeah. is not. Um, will be one of on the stronger side of the teams we play, right? Yeah, uh, yeah compared great. to some of the others. All right, um, Darwin Lyons has an email for us. Of course, if you want to email the show, you can do that. Um, rise and shout pod at gmail dot com. One word: rise and shout pod at gmail dot com. Guys, he has a comment and a question for us from his email. All right, Darwin, here we go. His comment is, don't underestimate the lack of contact in a practice for Navy preparing to play BYU. Matt, it would be like training for a marathon by running exclusively on a treadmill. Actually, people do that, don't they? Those people are insane. But Darwin knows what he's talking about because Darwin has, I don't know if he's trained exclusively. I don't think he trained exclusively on a treadmill. But Darwin has run a marathon. Okay. Your endurance and pace will be good, but you can't simulate all the variables for running outside. Non-contact practice means that defenders could not run through tackles, which made them a little slower because in some of the drills, they would pull up short of making a tackle. I, If it came off that I was underestimating this, then I just said it wrong. I wasn't underestimating this last week when we talked. I just don't think it's the factor that defined BYU winning. And I think that's kind of where you and I, because I, I went back and I've also listened to this show where, that Darwin's talking about. And I think that's where you and I have a slightly different opinion there, right? I, I feel like it's a, a pretty significant factor. You feel like it is a less significant factor. Yes, I, I think it's a significant factor. I just don't, the, the whole thing of there were other teams that hadn't tackled or hadn't tackled much who did not fare as poorly as Navy did in, in the last two weeks of college football. Right. So I, I I struggle with that this was the reason BYU won, which is how some people I'm not saying Darwin is saying that, but how some people looked at this was well, I mean, that's why BYU won. I think BYU wins that game regardless if Navy was practice tackling or not. I mean And I and, and I think what the where the the proof that the pudding where you will find the proof on this one is what happens in the next couple of games that BYU plays. Well, sure. Does Katoa run, continue to run through defenders, knocking, running people over Do the linemen are the linemen knocking people down. Is the defensive line getting that type of penetration against yeah. other teams that have had time to go live in practice? Yeah. I think that's, that's where you really see like, how big of a difference that was. Yeah, for sure. All right, so the question he asked for us is the Patriots. Thank you, Darwin, for a Patriots. Could we bad question? 
We Darwin's usually don't the get these. Uh, the Patriots ran play action for 80% of their plays against the Dolphins. This is the highest percentage for them in the past five years. Yeah, they had been a heavier play action team earlier in uh, Tom Brady's tenure with the Patriots. Does this make the Cam Newton Patriots tougher to defend than the Tom Brady Patriots? Hashtag tackling fuel. Um, Here's the thing. I feel like he's baiting us a little bit on this. Are are we getting baited into bagging on Tom Brady? Yes, absolutely. So I'll answer this question first, and I'm really curious to yours. Defending last year's Patriots? Yes. Defending like the Tom Brady, Randy Moss Patriots? No. I would much rather do the Cam Newton 2020 version than that version of the Patriots offense. But yes, I think versus last year's Patriots, this is eminently harder to defend. And you have a goal line back who can throw the football, which is what Cam Newton has been throughout his career, right? At Carolina, right? He was um, a extremely effective runner in the red zone and across the whole field. But um, but because he could throw a pass, he rolls out. You don't know what he's going to do, and it, and it gives you those numbers. And Brady, of course, those two touchdown runs he had, Brady couldn't have done either of those plays even when he was 35. Yeah. So I and I I don't disagree with the way that you thought about this. You know, the the Tom Brady of yesteryear versus the Tom Brady of 2019, and and I'm I'm I think that's a fair way to think about it. Um, I think what, but this, but I think the last point you made there about, you know, Tom Brady doesn't make either of those plays, even when he, even on the Tom Brady, Randy Moss team. Right. And I think that it is. So the stuff that Cam Newton can do and what that allows you to do, I still believe. And, and the level at which, and I think this is important, the level at which Cam Newton can execute it. Um, gives the defense a look that they rarely have to think about as you know during their season and yeah. so you know and i know and i know that's tom brady in his prime also did that with some of the stuff they could do but that's a little bit more uh it's a little bit more traditional and it's a little bit more common i think there's a handful of players with really good quarterbacks that can sling it and have a burner receiver right yeah. but a talent like cam newton's especially at his size and his experience pretty rare so i feel like i would just go ahead and answer that question yeah it does make him tougher to defend just because it's different yeah very different yeah and 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 you know because of our text exchanges i love cam newton oh i've i've always loved love it that clip where with him and clay matthews do you remember that one where clay matthews says what the play's gonna be do you know what i'm talking about yes yes and newton just kind of smiles at him and then still scores the touchdown. I mean, I like Cam Newton. He wears ridiculous clothing. You know, I, I mean, he is, he's a character, right? But he's not yeah. just a character. He is, was, uh, during his prime, one of the best players on the field in the NFL during that time period, right? I mean, the the rushing, uh, you know, he was a running back, right? And... Uh, who plays quarterback or vice versa, whichever way you want to put it. And there's been very few of those in the history of NFL who were really, really good at that. And, you know, he's one of them. And if he stays healthy, the Patriots will be 
will be pretty good because I I think their defense will be uh, sufficient, right? If the offense can be above average. Uh, now, if he gets hurt, I, I have no idea what Jared's Jared's Jared Stidham is going to do, right? Uh, he's not going to be Cam gonna Newton. Do anything that Cam Newton can do, but that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be really disappointing. So I I hope that he doesn't get hurt, and I and and I I'm not anticipating that he will, but I guess you never know. Um, yeah, I mean, but yeah, yeah. Cam, the, oh, this Cam Newton in New England with Tom Brady leaving. I this in my it, for me this was the best possible outcome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like it's yeah. I'm yeah. yeah. I well, I'll stop gushing about and, Cam. And you and I said in the preseason that I said it. I can't remember what your opinion was. Maybe maybe you agreed with me, but I did not think Gronkowski was going to come back and be dominant. I don't think it's that easy to walk away from football and come back. Yeah, he's been gone a long time. He's lost a bunch of weight. I I it's just it's not that easy and he um obviously it had some some injury stuff. All right. Away from the Patriots, which most of you don't care about, on to movies. Uh, Randy Whittle on Facebook. That's uh, facebook.com slash writing shot if you want to join the conversation. Have you seen Tenet yet? If so, do you feel smarter or dumber after watching it? Also, do you see the return of the Big Ten as a positive or negative factor for BYU? I have not seen Tenet yet. I want I've to. Also I've also not, not seen it. So uh, I'm sorry, Randy. But I feel neither dumber nor smarter. Though I feel like I'm probably getting dumber. You are awarded no points. I'm awarded no points. Um, I don't see... I've seen some BYU fans today, Matt. Buy or sell this statement. The Big Ten coming back reduces BYU's chances of a new uh, year's six bowl. I'm buying that. Yeah, but was their chances good? We already talked about this. It was still pretty slim. The chances weren't great. But they're, they're less now, yeah. much less now. There's a whole you got a whole nother conference. Yeah, yeah. And half of those teams are going to be in line in front of you for those games. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So Nicoletto has a Big Ten question for us off of Twitter. He says, "Do you guys think any of the Big Ten teams that were on the 2020 schedule originally will try to make those games happen now with the Big Ten playing football? What dates would work for those now?" Hashtag #Tweetbag Hashtag Climb on in. Sorry, Nick. Got bad news for you. They're not playing anybody but themselves. Sorry. Yeah, they don't, they don't have time. I think when I think when Nick tweeted this, it was before the announcement became official. That is but correct. But the Big Ten is going to play um, a, what is it? An eight, an eight game season. So they'll play their division and then two cross divisional games. And yep. they, but they've got to wrap up and have their conference championship done in time for the selection committee for the college football playoff. That is correct. So, that's their goal. And so to start that at the end of October and get that done in time, they got a lot of conference football to play and they got and they got to hope that people stay healthy and they don't have to cancel a bunch of games. Yeah, that that's the thing, but they're doing that antigen test, right? That's like instant. And then if you test positive with that, then you get the other more um evasive test. Is that the best way to put it? In- invasive? Uh, invasive. invasive. Uh, not evasive. It doesn't get away from you. Um, so you might you might wish that it did. So like, Uncle Mars on up in your brain. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Or my wife got the one at the back of her throat. Ugh. Yeah, she said that wasn't that didn't feel good either. Um, so a couple of people have tweeted this out, but Uncle Mars on Twitter had pointed out we could still get to twelve games with the addition of that Louisiana Tech game. All right, on November seventh. UCF and Marshall are both open, okay? On November 14th, you've got three FCS 
opponents available, Central Arkansas, Eastern Kentucky, and Stephen F. Austin. I'm going to just punt on November 14th. We're not going to... Oh, I'm going to punt on Central Arkansas, who's already had two games canceled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're not doing that. On November 28th, Army, which has been discussed, I, I have no idea. Do, do you get any feeling about whether that game... I mean, they called it postponed. Kalani still is hopeful that it gets gets redone. But can you imagine, you know, that happening, right? I think that if Army is ranked and they want um, another quality win, it may, I think you might yeah. may be able to get something there. Yeah. But barring that, I think the ship has sailed on the Army game. Yeah, Marshall... Marshall and Liberty are also open. And then December 4th, you've got Louisiana Lafayette, App State, Georgia Southern, Georgia State, and South Alabama. But here's the thing, my friends. I think you're keeping it too narrow, but it's probably okay is what about the Mountain West? Because Mountain West looked really smart when the Pac-12 and the Big Ten bow out. But what happens when the Pac-12 announces later this week or next week that they're starting? I mean, if you're Wyoming, can you pull this off without losing money? A restart? No, you can't. I mean, Boise State can, right? Uh, Air Force, obviously, is going to play two games. And if the Mountain West... But, of course, it's big-haired Thompson, so don't count on this. But if I were the Mountain West right now, what I would say, hey, guys, if you want to play, let's just each school decide on your own what you want to do, and then we'll fill up schedules. But we need to know in the next seven days. That's what I would do, the Mountain West. And if not enough teams come, you do a shortened conference schedule and then have them try to go find opponents. The problem is you're not going to find any, right? Not Besides at this BYU, stage. Right? Not Has a few weeks. Uh, so November 14th, for example, <laughs> there's an opening for BYU uh, to play Boise or somebody. Um, but I'm going to say this, what Mars has here, y- your ideal would be Central Florida, maybe Marshall, and then App State, you know, uh, as those three games. I mean, I think we, I think he adds one more. I don't think we add three. The four. question is, do we do we add one more and still lose another? I, that's that's. I feel like it it might just wash out. Yeah, and that's what we talked about last week, right? Like if you get to if you get to eight, it maybe you got to eight because you like in this case we lost the army game, but then you add one, right? Um, I think getting the ten or twelve could happen. I just don't know that you play all of them. But as we learned from Major League Baseball, right? Major League Baseball looked like a disaster the first week, right? And they've ended up playing their season. It has not gone all smooth, but they're going to have a playoff, right? This is going to happen. Playoff? Playoff? I knew you were going to do that. You're so predictable after 10 years. Um, anyway, so let's let's climb Y Mountain, Matt. And we're going to talk. This one comes from um, Drew Hagen on Twitter. That's at Drew underscore Hagen. He says... What, in your opinion, is the best outcome possible for BYU this season, schedule-wise and bowl-wise? And then Sweeney has has a question that we're gonna uh, gonna kind of weave into this as well. But best case scenario, so is, am I supposed to do the Sweeney sound effect now, or when you go to weave it in? You're you're in charge of the Sweeney sound effect. Oh I don't gosh. know. Gosh, just All make right, a well, call. 
I'm just going to throw it out there at some point. This yeah. is going to be fun. Yeah, yeah, this will be fun. Um, My goal is to frighten you with it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's not going to happen. All right, um, let's move ahead. So what what's the best possible outcome uh, for BYU this season? I mean, is it is it that 12 games? I mean, if you could possibly get to 12 games, I guess that's the best scheduling outcome. I just don't think it's realistic. Well, yeah, it depends on what the definition of is is. Um, yeah, what is what's what does possible mean, right? So, yeah, the best outcome that's out there in the universe for BYU football right now, in terms of just a schedule, is you get all you get twelve of these games lined up. Well, I mean, uh, if you, you know, can you, get UCF and App State on your schedule at the end, heck, get the Army game rescheduled. That could be three ranked teams that you play at the end of the season. Right. I mean, that'd be pretty sweet. Uh, now again. All those are big ifs, huge ifs. But if you had that put together, that's a that's a pretty good schedule, uh, given what you were up against. Um, and then you know, and then you get into the second part of his question, bowl wise. Let's say you run the table, and late in the season in November and December, you beat three top twenty five teams. Yeah. What does that mean for you? I I don't I still don't know that it gets you into the college football playoff, but I no. believe that gets you a New Year's Six bowl. I don't know if it gets it, it probably does because at that point you're the highest ranked and even though we're not technically part of the group of 5 I just think in this weird year they just turn around and go well, we got to include BYU in this. What bowl game did UCF go to in their season where they hung the banner? Uh I don't know Fiesta Bowl. I don't remember. I think you're I think you're worthy of at least whatever they got. Yeah, and they kicked they kicked the crap out of them. Who they who they beat that year? Can't remember. So UCF. Don't care. Bowl games. Boring. Google machine is telling me blah blah blah. Fiesta Bowl. LSU beat them forty to thirty two, and I don't think it was actually that close. Well, that was in the year they claimed the championship because they didn't make the New Year's Six. The year they claimed the championship. Oh, you're right. You're right. That year they claimed the championship. They won their game, the Peach Bowl game against Auburn. Oh, so that was that was a new that wasn't a New Year's Six. Yeah, it was. Peach Bowl is part of it. Yeah, this is the argument we got into the other day: is yeah. what is a New Year's Six Bowl, which yeah, is a weird f- moment. Your face is a New Year's Six Bowl. I don't know what that means. So, but yeah. So, uh, do I think that if we run the table and you beat three ranked teams right at the end of the season, that you should be eligible for something like the Peach Bowl? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's your best schedule-wise and bowl-wise scenario. I think the more realistic is we get one or two more games added and you end up in something like the Las Vegas Bowl, which yep. I don't think is a terrible outcome. No, we could go play some middle-of-the-road Pac-12 team go, that played half a season in the Las Vegas Bowl. Maybe it's Utah. Yeah. Actually, the TV ratings, they'd, they'd love that. Uh, by the way, if, it, if if that was at all workable, you know ESPN want, wants it. Oh yeah, for sure they do. Um, so he, here's the thing: for those of you, you you saw some Utah fans and some others bagging on the ratings of the Navy BYU game um, Labor Day night. They've had those football games. Guess what? On Labor Day night, typically the Navy the that that game goes up against sports wise. Uh, Monday Night Football? Nothing. Monday Night Football hasn't started yet on Labor Day. Oh. It starts the next Monday. Thanks for thanks for coming. Nothing. 
And this that year, they were up against NBA playoffs this year, right? Which, of course, the NBA playoffs are usually done three months ago. So people pointing that out. I feel like people don't understand how television works. Right? And don't understand how ratings work and how there's a, you know, finite number of people, right? So if other people watch something else, they can't watch the other thing. I don't know. Seems seems like it makes would make sense if you thought about it for longer than five seconds. I don't even understand. You, you show me ratings numbers. I don't know what any of it means. It doesn't matter. It's big or little. All right. So Sweeney has something for us. Sweeney! Oh, my gosh. How'd I do? Dude. Did I get you? Yes. What is the freak yes! wrong with you? You just yes! like blew out the eardrums of half our listeners. I'm going to have to like tone that down in post-production. All right. Well, you can take care of that in post-production. I just want to have startled you with it. That's Jack all. Rabbit. That's all I wanted. All right. Here we go. Sweeney has this to say. Pick a side. So we get one side or the other side of this argument, this theoretical showdown. Let's do it. All right. Number one. This season has shown being independent is a strength with flexibility of schedule plus not being part of a conference deciding to go a different way than you want to regarding COVID. Okay, that's side one. Second side. This season has shown how fragile our position is as we try to piecemeal a schedule together while P5 conferences play mostly each other, leaving us on the outside looking in again. Hashtag tweetback. All right, Matt, which side of this theoretical argument, or maybe it's not theoretical, um, would you be taking? So I like both of these arguments, but I'm going to take the second one. I'm going to take the first one. I knew you would. Because here's the thing. It's, It's all about your alternatives. So would you rather be Boise State or BYU this year? Would you rather be Utah State? Or BYU. It's not about well, whether you'd be you rather be Utah. My answer to that question is always the same. Right, right, right. But it's not whether you'd rather be in the Pac-12 or not, right? Because the answer is, of course, we'd all rather be in a P5 conference. Maybe not the Pac-12 and their pretentious shenanigans, but we'd all rather be in a P5 conference. But that's not the alternative. So, yes, we are in a precarious position. There is some truth to that second one for sure. But I'm going with the first one because our alternative is being part of the Mountain West. You know, that that's where we were at when we went independent. And, yes, maybe the American um, conference is the, is the place to look at now. But I, I, that's our alternative is the Mountain West, and I think we're way better off. So... Go ahead with your flawed reasoning on why you chose the second. So listen, I'm not going to sit here and say your reasoning is flawed, but I am going to say that you're thinking about this. You're thinking too small. You're thinking about 2020 and responding to this problem. When I look at what what we've learned about our position in the college football landscape because of what I would classify as a black swan event, what we've learned is this. Ooh, look at you getting all fancy. When push comes to shove... Right, and the and the P five starts breaking away. They're taking Navy with them. I'm not Navy. Sorry, they're taking Notre Dame with them. Oh yeah, yeah. BYU is going to be left on the dock. So we're joining and the American, right? That's what, and I think that's what we all just learned. What we all just learned is 
they can say that playing BYU counts as a you know a P5 school for the scheduling rules for the conferences and all of this other stuff. But when push comes to shove, they don't see us as a peer. We're not going to be invited to the table, and we're going to end up in the American Conference. And, and that, I think, that for me shows how fragile our position really is across the college football landscape. So I'm not thinking about just like, okay, you, you face the, the coronavirus scheduling issues. It is this has brought to light where we really fit. Yeah. Yeah, I – I. You, everything you're saying is right. I just viewed the question differently than you. So maybe it's because we'll, you think small. Your face is small. <laughs> uh, I don't know what that means. Your face is physically smaller than it should be. I don't That's understand the words that are coming out of yeah, your mouth. Yeah. It's total um, nonsense. <laughs> your face is not so. Um, so your, your mom. <laughs> we have to your mom say, goes to college. Mom. Uh, so anyway, I, I I think this is quite frankly, yeah. Everything you just said is true. I, I think I I was very doubtful we'd get. I used to be very hopeful we'd get in the P five. The last few years have made me very doubtful. I mean, the Big Twelve could have very easily brought us in like they did Notre Dame this year, right? And either yep. Pa- yep. made us part of their conference or made some deal with us where they're out of conference game, you know, we were going to help them with their schedule. Quite frankly, the the conference that seems to be more most likely in working with us is the freaking Pac-12. Now, I'm not saying they're interested in bringing us on board, but right now we schedule, what, three Pac-12 teams a year for the next five years? Yep. Give or take. Um, and they don't want us in their conference, though, right? So they well, yeah, yeah that, that's abundantly clear. Um, you know, because they had that shot uh, to do that when they took Utah. Actually, no. What they would what, what I, and I think what you really say there is they had that shot when they took Colorado. Well, either way, yes, yes, absolutely. Taking yes. BYU and Utah together, that would have made sense. Yes, I, I actually it makes way more sense, both logistically. Uh, historically and financially, right? Yep. I mean, we brought more than Colorado does. We've talked about this before. Absolutely. They don't have a big fan base. The whole Denver TV market thing is a myth. Uh, I lived outside of Denver. Nobody gives a crap about Buffs football there in Denver. Most of them are from California, for heaven's sakes. So, um, you know, I look at that and it's just like, I, you know, I, I think you're right on that piece. I was just thinking from a COVID perspective, we were better off than being in the Mountain West or being in a conference where we didn't get to control our destiny and it was controlled by a majority vote or a two-thirds vote or whatever the, or the conference. No, or no vote at all. Or no vote at all. Yeah, yeah. Which is apparently yeah. what the Big Ten did the first time. Well, that I, here's the thing. The, so That story is so bizarre. The Big Ten, I don't know what to make of it. I don't know what happened because it seems like every day there's new details that make the old version seem not real, right? I, I don't know what happened. And the Pac-12, if they really did, you know, just kind of basically follow the Big Ten and if both of them thought we're the dominoes that's going to knock all this over and then they both end up playing... It's, it looks bad for both of them, to be honest, and their presidents, because it looks like they were falling on the sword of 
player safety and health and public health, and they're going to play anyway because, oh, crap, if there's no college football playoff in the spring, you know, I, I, I saw some numbers, and I'm going to get the number wrong, but there was some calculations they made that the Big Ten playing in the fall versus the spring was an extra 10 to $20 million per team. Uh. Right? So don't tell me it's not financial, right? That this is somehow like, ah, oh, we just we just figured all this stuff out, right? Um, you know, and as you point out, by them starting this late, they don't have the flexibility that these other conferences do to move some of these games to later in the year. Right? If they have a you know, what happens if Ohio State has to cancel two weeks in a row? They're out. They don't even qualify for the playoff, even if they're undefeated. You, you can't go 6-0, and right, and get in the college football playoff. So it'll be interesting. Do, do you think the Pac-12, all the rumors of the Pac-12's following, you believe the Pac-12's in as well in October? Yeah, I know the stories that I read, at least this afternoon, were that uh, in, in the state of California, the, those schools were working with the governor's office to figure out um, what ex- how exactly to apply or to understand some of the, the rules yeah. that they're facing in that state to make practice work. Um, so it, it seems to me like, you know, these are the same type of rumblings you were getting out of the Big Ten a week ago where you're like, okay, that's, it's it's imminent that they will come out and say that they're, they're going to play, but they can't do that until they've ironed out some of these wrinkles. So I oh, yeah. absolutely expect the 12, Pac-12 to play. Yeah, me too. It's it's funny that all this stuff seem to, seems to move so fast nowadays. All right, so Matt... Yeah, a week from now, all of it could be shut down. Well, yeah, all of it could be. I mean, be. it's just, I, you know, I could wake up tomorrow morning with my head sewn to the carpet, and I wouldn't be any less surprised than I would if all of college football got shut down in three days. <laughs> head sewn to the carpet. Give me that, give me that movie reference. Uh, I can't remember. I know the line. What's it from? I'm not going to tell you. Tim Jacobson. That one's for you, buddy. You're not going to tell me. No, Tim's going to tell us. All right. I could wake up tomorrow morning with my head sewn to the carpet and wouldn't be any more surprised than I am right now. All right. Go ahead, Tim. Do your thing. Hutchins, who, who, who's got this? Uh, I do. It's called the internet. But I won't say it. I just want to know for my own edification. Um, yes. I, oh, yeah. It's hilarious in the context of which Oh, gosh. It. How did I miss that one? Oh, I'm it's one sh- of my favorite lines. I'm I use that line at work. I am ashamed of myself. I'm ashamed of myself. All right. I And nobody at work ever gets it. All right. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking what about? on earth? Why would you head? Who's, what is, did who's Mang- sewing did, it to the carpet? Did Mangum just say he was going to sew his head to the carpet? Like, who sewed his... No, that's part of the line. I don't his, know how my head got sewn to the carpet. That's why it's his, a surprise. Does his wife sew? All right. I think that would wake him up. Yeah, I think nobody would sleep how through heavy of a sleeper. Is he? All right. What kind of carpet? The carpet would be ruined. <laughs> All right. It's time for game time. We're going to finish with a game. All right. All right. So here, here it is. It's the good old telephone game. We're going back, back to the goodie. Um, we've, so we've been to this well before. We've many times, many times. All right. So here's how the game works. Each of us will pick someone that the other person will call. That person will call and leave a message on this person's answering machine as if you were really calling them. And it was 1995 when people used answering machines. Correct. 
Correct. Because how often do you... I had a guy at work the other day said, I left you a voicemail. And I said, yeah, that's why I'm calling you back. I'm not listening to your voicemail. What did it say? <laughs> and I think we've said this before, but my greeting on my phone actually says, do Don't not leave me. leave me a voicemail. Text me at the same number you just called. Yeah. Because yeah. I've got voicemail. voicemails from... I could look at this. It's embarrassing. I've got voicemails from like a year ago that I still haven't listened to. I don't know why that I haven't is, deleted it. That is Because I never go into that list and look at it. That's I'm, why I haven't deleted it. I'm embarrassed for you. All right. So now I've explained the game, I think, in a fairly satisfactory way. Yeah, it was. I can't even make fun of you for that one because it um, made sense. Yeah, I, I'm, starting to, I'm starting to nail this. I feel good. I feel it took, confident. I only 420-something episodes, but by that's fine. The, by the way, I just forgot this. I was going to put this as our ad today with air quotes around the ad. The fifth book in The Empire of the Peaks was released yesterday on Tuesday. It's the final book in my epic fantasy series, and it's called War of Three. And uh, Jeff uh, Johnston has actually read it. He was one of my early readers to give me feedback, and he actually was very helpful in providing some feedback on making it a more satisfactory conclusion to the series. So if some of you were holding out, which is probably none of you, because you wanted to see if I finished the series. It is done. Four years later, four and a half years after the first book came out, five books plus a novella, five novels plus a novella. Not too bad. Not pretty too good. Bad. It's pretty yeah. solid work. Pretty solid work. And I, Matt, you know this because your daughter read it and you actually, I named a character after you in the book. I have written a middle grade fiction book uh, called The... Uh, Eggplant Emperor from Another Dimension in My Brother's Closet. And I think it's the best thing I've written. I'm getting fantastic feedback. So hopefully next year, for those of you that like middle grade or you have children in that uh, thing, I might have something else for you to read that's totally different than epic fantasy. Um, but I did name a person after you from Texas. You did. Actually, actually, it was pretty cool yeah, when, yeah. When, my, when my daughter discovered that upon reading it. And I had forgot. I mean, I, I knew that I had named the the character after you, but I had forgotten that piece when uh, your your daughter pointed it out to you. So, my daughter, who might I just take a second to point to just share this exciting moment, and then we'll get sure. back to the game. Yeah, yeah. At the beginning of COVID, she and I made a deal that if she could read a certain number of pages, and I read, I did a little bit of math out that uh, she would get that she she would earn a reward of her choice, and so she's she's chosen what she wants to do. But the number of pages that she, she's in sixth grade. She okay. read over 4,500 pages Wow! this summer. Wow. It's, it's insane. She it's should've... insane. That's a, lot of, that's a lot of pages. Yeah, it's a lot of reading. She did a that's ton a of, of reading. I'm really proud of her. So, so that, she just anyway. read Lord of the Rings? Is that what she did? <laughs> she read, well, she read a bunch of Rick Riordan. She read, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. She read at least one book of yours. Um, she might have read two. Uh, she re- I don't know. She read a bunch of stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. Good job. Good job, her. All right, so telephone game. You want to go first? You want to go second? I'm going to go first, but I don't know if that means I'm leaving a message <laughs> or you're leaving a message. <laughs> I, You're going to leave a message, so call me. All right, cool. Call me maybe. Here we go. Call me maybe. Beep, 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 beep. Hi. You've reached the voicemail of Kevin Warren, Commissioner of the Big Ten Conference. I can't come to the phone right now because I'm too busy 
covering for idiotic university presidents that left me out to dry, who are now contradicting themselves and coming back and saying we should play football after giving in to pressure from parents and, of course, uh, banks. Anyway, uh, leave the message with me. If I'm still commissioner of the Big Ten Conference, I'll call you back. Bye. Beep. Hey, Kevin, we both know you're not going to be commissioner of the Big Ten Conference very much longer. Either you're going to decide you've had enough of this uh, clown show or they're going to they're going to drive you out. But uh, I, I do I, I do feel kind of bad for you. Um, they have absolutely just hung you out to dry. Um, so what I the only disappointing part about this really for me is a BYU fan is just like one conference game. You guys couldn't work in just one conference game per team. Like, we really could have used getting those games back. Like, we really could have used it. But you know what? If you play this right... Non-conference game. You mean non-conference game. game. Yeah, thanks. But one non-conference game? Anyway, whatever. So you can fix that in post-production. But the... uh, (laughs) I'm not fixing that. But my other point is this. If you play this right, you could actually make this look like it was a great move. You delayed the start of your season two months... Gave yourself time to figure stuff out, get some stuff in control on campus. Um, and if you can get through your eight-week season without a bunch of big outbreaks, you could you can go back and say, we we did, we're able to do that because we waited yeah. till October to play. You're welcome, Kevin. I just saved your job. Nice. That's, that's good. That's the end of my message. It's good. I, I had not noticed this on the initial announcement, but the Big Ten, everybody's getting the ninth game, right? Uh, yeah, or is yes. the eighth game the championship? No, it's the ninth game. The ninth game is the championship. It's yeah. an eight game. It's an eight game season, and the ninth game is the championship. But then they basically seed everybody, if you will, and they all get to play that last weekend. Yes. Fascinating. It's really. I mean, here's the thing: some really cool things are happening this year in sports. That sometimes I feel like we're missing out on cool things because we are so married to tradition. Right? Yeah, it's really forcing people to think outside the box, right? I mean, expanded playoffs in baseball. Uh, the the crazy tournament-style thing they did in hockey, right? Where it was like this big junior hockey tournament leading to a single elimination tournament, right? Like, I, there's some cool things. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I hate COVID. Everybody hates COVID, right? This is terrible. But I'm going to look at a little bit of silver lining. And just one thing stuff. I did find interesting in the Big Ten's announcement, and maybe I just haven't heard this the way that other conferences are handling this, but the Big Ten has said that they will have their tests available for all fall athletes, not just football. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And on a daily basis. On a daily basis. They could basis. be tested any day. Which, which, you know, and and we have we've made a lot of comments about the driver behind this really being money. And I'm not saying that I I'm not coming off of that stance because I believe that that is true. But I do feel a little bit better about their attempt to uh, focus on some level on the health and safety of the of the student athletes by making that that testing available for them. Yeah, and again, I'm not being overly. Um cynical on this. I think I'm being properly cynical, right? I believe there are a lot of people at each of these universities that care deeply about the student athletes, coaches, administrators, professors, other staff. 
that care. Okay. So, so don't ever misinterpret that, you know, I think everybody at Ohio State just cares about the money, right? I do think, though, when you looked at this, I, I don't see a lot of those. I didn't see a lot of coaches volunteering to give up their salary to keep furloughs from happening, right? So I, I look at this a couple of different ways. They are concerned about the health and safety. I just think they don't. If if the SEC and everybody waits till spring, they wait till spring, right? The Big Ten doesn't reverse this without that financial and call it political, but I don't mean like Republican, Democrat political. I just mean like force of will of parents and others. They don't do this if there isn't that pressure, right? I, I absolutely agree. They the, te- the technology would have sure. been there to do what they're talking about. And heck, they might have tested everybody anyway. Because they're doing it to the other fall athletes who aren't even aren't even competing, right? They're just training in most cases. All right, all right. You uh, you, right. Re- you dial bring, away. I'll oh, dial I'm ready. away. Here we go. Beep 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 beep. Yep, just called Japan. <laughs> well, ring, that's okay because per- apparently ring. Mike Buddy is in Japan. Ring. Hello, you've reached the voicemail of Athletic Director for, or West Point, Mike Buddy. And uh, what are you doing Saturday night? Because I'm looking for a like-minded, disciplined team for a date. Must be COVID negative. Um, and uh, if this is Tom Homo calling again, please stop texting and calling. Uh, we, we'll, we'll have our people get in touch with your people. And don't worry. <laughs> we're, we're definitely going to make that trip to Provo in 2032. Sure. All right. So leave a message, and I'll call you back if you're not Tom Homo. Hi, this is not Tom Homo. This is Adam Mangum of the Rise and Shout podcast. You've probably listened to us, no doubt. Listen here, buddy. College foot, college uh, people make mistakes, all right? I bet you even your Army cadets sometimes make mistakes. Are they called cadets? I think they're called uh, yes, cadets. Yes, at West Point, I believe that that's the term. Yeah. Um, so, I, you know, your tweet was kind of funny, buddy, but... I love that I can call you, buddy. Um, is that I want, I want it. We want a shot. So schedule that Thanksgiving weekend game. Put us on the schedule, man. Don't, don't, don't dodge this one. This is an opportunity for both of us to be potentially ranked, play each other, and we should be playing. We're independents. We should be playing every year, not just now in 2032. It should be a rivalry, right? And what are you doing on Saturday night? You're doing nothing. That's what you do on a Saturday night. You're watching other college football games. So, yeah. Yeah, that was the weakest message ever. All right, bye. That was a terrible message. Yeah, it was a terrible message. But do, do we? does anybody think that if we don't play this game this year that we reschedule for another year and get that return game in 2032? I think both those games go away. <laughs> I think most likely. But, I, I mean, it's so crazy to me that, I mean, you would think, you know, I don't care about Liberty or UMass, right? I don't. And, and some people are like, well, we should play them every year because they're independent. I, I don't want to play UMass and Liberty every Barf. year. Barf. Barf. Right? I don't want to play them any year. Do you want to play Army every year, though? Yes. Would you be cool with that? I would be 100% cool with playing Army every year. For sure, I would do that. Um, I, w- I would do that. So, 
maybe maybe Buddy and Homo can can figure that out, but I doubt it. All right, Matt. Well, that's it for today's show. Thanks everybody for downloading and listening. We'll be back next week um, to preview Troy um, and. Probably just that, right? And then maybe t- start talking about college basketball. Not really, but it sounds like the NCAA might might allow the season to start around November twenty fifth. Is what I read today. So we might be having something going on. Anyway, um, Matt, any parting words for the listeners? That's all I got. I've said them all. I've said all the words I have. That's all the words you got. All right. Well. Thanks for downloading and listening. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, and we will catch you next time. Go Cougars!